better future together. We all have different ideas about success. If you've recently changed jobs or if you're considering retirement, you're probably considering your own version of success. Maybe it's time to start thinking about your investment portfolios and retirement accounts. For over 130 years, Stiefel Financial Advisors have helped clients create personalized retirement plans with their personal wealth. Invest in your own success. Call Jeff, Doug, or PJ at Stiefel, 672-3434. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. At Sheridan Funeral Home, we are experienced and skilled professionals who will guide you through your time of loss and take care of every detail. Kimberly Kozel and Carrie Kimmel have deep roots in the Sheridan community and over 35 years combined experience. We won't compromise quality and pledge our honesty and integrity in helping families during a time of need. We take pride in our responsibility to lighten the burden as you take the first steps toward healing. Visit SheridanFuneral.com or call 307-683-9200. A leader in sports medicine, Sheridan Orthopedic Associates is thrilled to announce their new highly skilled and fellowship trained podiatrist, Dr. Daniel Peterson, DPM. Dr. Peterson specializes in advanced foot and ankle reconstruction and has successfully performed thousands of procedures. He'll be seeing patients in January so you can get back to doing the things you love pain-free. Schedule your appointment at SheridanOrtho.com. Discover the difference with Sheridan Orthopedics. Sheridan College Theater presents The Boy at the Edge of Everything by Finnegan Kruckmeyer. Life is way too busy for 12-year-old Simon, and he dreams of being able to do nothing. Meanwhile, at the farthest point of the universe, the boy at the edge of everything lives by himself, lonely and bored. See what happens when their worlds collide in this fun, engaging play for kids and adults at the Wyo Theater on Saturday, November 18th at 1 p.m. Purchase tickets online at wyotheater.com or call the box office at 307-672-9084. Just in time for your holiday dinners, the Health Nut announces that they have organic and natural turkeys, Beeler's spiral cut hams, gluten-free and regular stuffing, fresh organic cranberries, organic yams and potatoes, gluten-free and regular gravy, gluten-free and regular dinner rolls, gluten-free and regular homemade pies, dairy-free and regular whipped topping. Order your Thanksgiving pies early. Pick them up to ensure they are fresh. The Health Nut for healthy holiday dinners. Hi, this is Brad with Prime Rate Motors, where we are interested in paying cash for your vehicle, camper, or trailers. With the overwhelming demand right now, Prime Rate Motors wants to not only work with you to get you a fair price for your vehicle, we want to restock our lot with some local-owned units. Payments too high, we also do down trades. Stop out to Prime Rate Motors and let us evaluate your vehicle, discuss what works for you, and then make the deal happen. Prime Rate Motors and Super Trailer Store. See us online at primeratemotors.com. This public service message is presented by BHJ Property Management at 101 South Main. The Antelope Butte Ski Patrol is proud to announce their annual fundraiser coming up on Friday, November 17th at the Luminous Brewhouse in downtown Sheridan. This mosh party will be 1980s themed with big prizes going out to the dude and dudette with the best retro ski costumes. This year we'll be showing Faction Ski's latest film, Abstract. This is a free event with donations and proceeds going towards supporting the Antelope Butte Ski Patrol. The party kicks off at 6. Hope to see you there. Hi, this is Liz Kincaid, host of the new video podcast called Sheridan County Ag Update. Join me each week as I visit with folks in our area about local agriculture issues, rodeo, 4-H, FFA, and more. You can find my video podcast each week and past interviews under the podcast tab or on the front page of SheridanMedia.com. Sheridan County Ag Update is presented by Heartland Kubota, Cowboy State Bank, and True Built Builders. So join me, Liz Kincaid, host of Sheridan County Ag Update on SheridanMedia.com. 
This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. This morning, I am joined by the Chief of the Sheridan Police Department, Travis Koltiska, and Captain of the Force, Tom Ringley. Good morning, gentlemen. Morning, Floyd. Uh, so how has the month of November been down at the SPD? It, it's been good. Um, it's usually, a, it's it's a lull in the um, in, in activities for us on the street, but it's busy for us as we start uh, planning our budget. Um, we just had a meeting on upcoming what training we need to plan for the next year and what what special duties need to be assumed um, we'll have another one on uh what equipment we're going to need next budget year so planning wise it's, it's a busy we're always planning um but in a more formal context this is a busy time of year for that um apart from that it's been positive we've got our two new canines are been on the street for about a month month and a half and them and their handlers are doing a great job and we're um we've got a, a new team member back from his uh 14 week stint at the uh, peace officer basic course in douglas as armand enslin who we're very excited about and also we hired a new dispatcher um who some people in the community may know her name's Bella ewan and she's worked in the hosp- local hospitality industry for a couple of years so it's you know it's despite all the um what, what's going on you have to keep on planning and keep on hiring, and, and we're always training. Those two new canine units, are, that's fantastic to have. What are the big advantages to having a canine unit on the team? If you could pull that microphone sure. just right well, in front of you, Captain. It, Thank the, you, sir. The, the, the main advantage is it meets uh, community expectations. One of the all, all the community feedback we receive revolves around um, the concern for drug use on, in the community. Um, so they, they help us uh, meet that goal, but also it's, um, I think the knowledge that our, our dogs are, and handlers are, are out there. Um, and we, drug use is, it's serious. Um, this, this morning where chief and I were looking out in the lobby, seeing a habitual methamphetamine user getting his property back for the, um, not the first time. Um, so that's our concern is we want to, Keep, keep this stuff off the street and this community community expectation, which chief's talked um, numerous times on this show about we get our direction from the community. Absolutely. Uh, chief, I know we didn't prepare for, for this conversation, but if we were to say a bigger problem exists between methamphetamine or fentanyl within our community itself, because a lot of people hear fentanyl, it's a, pretty scary subject uh you know it's such a deadly drug so methamphetamine uh, one second chief i think our microphone i think that one might be cutting out somehow how about this one oh that works great okay thank you chief sorry about that usually people don't have a problem hearing my voice so (laughs) not an issue but uh historically methamphetamine has been a much larger problem uh in our community it's been more prevalent through the years um you know, dating way back to the 90s when the, the labs were first started, the homegrown labs were f- first popping up around here. 
but it's been probably predominantly the more uh, prevalent of the two. Fentanyl is making a, um, a surge, I guess, and, and the things surrounding the problems with fentanyl involve the counterfeit substances. It involves the fact that fentanyl, people are taking a substance that they don't know is fentanyl, and it's oftentimes a lethal dose or can be a lethal dose. So somebody who may be a user of a, of a prescription drug, an Oxycontin or an Oxycodone or something like that, could take what they believe to be an Oxycodone that they got illicitly. It's still illegal, um, but it doesn't have the same effects, the powerful effects of fentanyl, and they're actually taking something that's straight fentanyl, and then they're poisoned. I, they call it overdose, but it's a poisoning. It's just straight um, poisoning. So, yeah. you know, they're both very concerning. Um you know, the, the dangers that come with both are there. So it's, it's you know, we focus on, on all of it. And that's part of the having the canines in place is to have us focus on, on us, the totality of the problems surrounding drug use. Absolutely. And, and you know, I can remember sitting down with Senator Enzi uh, when I was a student. He was gracious enough to give me some time uh, as a student journalist, and we spoke at length about the methamphetamine problem in uh, the state of Wyoming at that time. And that was, gosh, 2002 probably. And uh, boy, he really hated the stuff and he was doing everything he could legislatively to uh, make sure that uh, our officers and peace officers on the ground and deputies had the tools that they needed. Yeah, and it's not this one person sitting around getting high. It's the money, part of my personal concern is the money spent on that any illicit substance is potentially taking food out of a child's mouth yeah. um, or clothing off their back or providing shelter, um, all of someone it, with shelter basic needs and, and more. I'm, I'm, and I'm by no means calling uh, anyone a bad person, but it's just a fact. We have finite resources in our personal lives. And if I spend more money on product A, then I'm not going to be able to buy as much of something else. It's just a fact of life. Um, we, we understand that addiction's horrible. And I don't think anybody sets out to become addicted to anything, but it happens. And also that a drug arrest gives a person a chance for rehabilitation, um, even if it's ordered through the court. Um, I've heard a lot of addicts talk about that, about how the bust is what got them straight. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and so a lot of people might think that it's this... Good guy, bad guy mentality, but it's it's often not as black and white. There's no. a lot of great. An arrest is not a punitive action. It's the guarantee a person goes before a judge. Um, it's the judge's prerogative to decide whether or not someone's punished. Um, but this is how we, it's an example of trying to give people every opportunity to um, to get help. Uh, obviously, the the state uh, rehabilitation or um, Penal system is overcrowded and could do with some more resources. So in our perfect world, like we said before, there's no crime and no bad habits to where everyone is living their best life possible. And I I do want folks to know, you know, years ago, I I interviewed a, a young couple who were selling methamphetamine. They were doing methamphetamine. Um, they were just living that life. And when they got busted, and they did their time. They both turned their lives around independently. And boy, both of them now, pillars of the community. They go and give talks. They, they sit with other addicts. I mean, they're very heavily involved 
in that recovery process with other people because that bust saved their lives. And and that process that they're going through is a continuation of the recovery process because you talk to somebody who is in that, recovery never stops for a true addict. It doesn't all of a sudden, you don't don't wake up one day and say, I'm recovered, right? That doesn't exist. If you talk to somebody who's suffered from addiction, um, it's a continual process. And yeah, I mean, there's so many uh, positive stories of people who have been able to come out of addiction and and really do their champion for recovery. Um, I've met some, we met some at our, our crisis. Uh, I'm almost cri- thinking the people Floyd's talking about might be the same two that presented to our crisis. Yeah, might might be because they, 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 they were pretty. Yeah, they were pretty amazing people with ties to Buffalo, and it's a fantastic yep. story. Yeah, so and the, yeah, that's that's some amazing. Yeah, and I was thinking the same thing along the same lines. But that that yeah, they're they're really champions for that, and it's good to to have those people. They can relate to somebody who's also coming going through recovery, and they say, "I was in your place. Here's how I get. Here's here's what I'm doing now." And yes, it's amazing what they what they are able to do to this day. You know, it when I was an alcoholic uh, in recovery, uh, in the recovery program, it helped so much to be able to talk to alcoholics mm-hmm. who had gone through that because you get to your rock bottom, and boy, it's a long way up. It's a long way up that tunnel and uh and out of that hole and so to be able to look at someone who's made that climb it it inspires you and it lets you know that you don't have to be here yeah. uh that the work can be put in um i really kind of derailed the conversation and you'll have to excuse me uh now uh, we have welcomed two members to the team can you tell me a little bit about officer armand enslin s how do i say that correct armand enslin enslin yes okay he just graduated from the peace officer basic course. Yeah, and we're Armand's got a bit of a, a circular route to get here. He's actually um, uh, born and raised in South Africa, and he, he was um, does actually have ties to Sheridan. He ran the Sheridan K Life for uh, two to three years, um, several years ago. So there, there are probably quite a few people in Sheridan familiar with him, and he um, we hired him from the western part of the state where he was working on a ranch and he recently um, earned his united states citizenship oh fantastic and congratulations therefore which is a requirement to become a shared or a police officer in wyoming at least um and we're very pleased to have him aboard he um we don't only hire for intellect but we're hiring um people that will fit in with our vision and that also fits in with his patrol team, which he seems to be doing very well. Everyone's very excited about him. Now, you said that uh, Bella Ewan? Yes. That she worked in the in the service industry beforehand. I'll bet that experience in the service industry really is going to serve her as a dispatcher. You know, you really, um, dispatch obviously, deal with people who are not having their finest moments sometimes, and you got to try to calm these people. Um, yeah, I've seen some people acting very inappropriate towards service uh, towards people in the service industry. So you really got to learn to talk to people. So yeah, there's probably a lot of good lessons learned from, from her previous. We're very excited about both, uh, both Armand and Bella. Um, they bring a lot to the table for, for the department, you know, um, our process to get hired is, is not easy. Um, it, it, I've heard people say it was one of the most challenging things they've done. Um, and, and, for both of them to come on board, it's really that they've they've excelled and, and they've been identified as those individuals who who bring that t- who bring additional um, positives to our team. You know, um, it's a it's a um, it's imperative that we 
continue to find only these people and bring them in, and, and that's that's the goal that we set when when we first assumed these roles, and you know, we were going to continue to just make sure that we are only bringing the best people on board. We're very excited about about both of these building a gold standard team. Yeah. yeah, and the process starts when you're born because the biggest hurdle is is our background investigation. Um, so. Literally, I mean, obviously, we're going to give the mistakes of a 12-year-old or anything, but we, we looked hard at, at people's backgrounds and their decision-making process, process that they, they've displayed throughout life. We understand people are people and make mistakes, and no one's perfect. But there are several hard lines that, um, that everyone um, we have on board have negotiated successfully and um, have the character that we're looking for. It's not how many times you get knocked down. It's how many times you get back up. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, on that, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We will have more with our Sheridan Police Department right after this. You're listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Sheridan. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 in cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, the Story Volunteer Fire Department will be receiving these funds per random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust, Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. Main Street Construction is finished and open just in time for the grand reopening of Legacy Diamond and Gems. Their store remodel is complete and better than ever. Stop in during the Christmas stroll for their grand reopening celebration Friday, November 24th from 9.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. The newly remodeled store showcases new jewelry lines, consultation offices, and much more. Legacy Diamond and Gems, 11 North Main Street in downtown Sheridan. We'll see you during the grand opening celebration during stroll on November 24th. Did you hear about the racing snail that thought if he just got rid of his shell, it would make him faster? Well, it just made him sluggish. The same goes for you fixing or tuning up your 4 before 4 snowmobiles, because you won't do it, and if you do do it, you'll do it wrong. And don't let it just sit there either, because it won't fix itself. Endo Service Center has the can-do, will-do, and the done-right that'll have your machine humming like a plant in a symphony, photosynthesizing. Endo Service Center on Sheridan's Heartland Drive. Whether your style is modern, classic, eclectic, or rustic, your home is where your heart is. So make sure you're in love with the function and design. Look for the Connect Flyer in this week's Country Bounty, where you'll see savings like 10% off their Marilat Basics collection, or get free cabinet hardware when you purchase Marilat Masterpiece Cabinets. Shop even more savings on flooring, decking, doors, and tools to get the job done. Remember, they offer in-house kitchen and bath design, too, at Connect Home Center, 1836 South Sheridan Avenue in Sheridan. ERA Carroll Realty is back with the 7th Annual Holiday Shopping Sweepstakes. This is your chance to win $1,000 in gift certificates and chamber bucks from our Sheridan and Buffalo merchants. And we've tied into a national campaign to give you a chance at winning $15,000 cash. Five winners will receive prizes totaling $1,000 to retailers like Bighorn Merck Pizza, Heartland Kubota, Sheridan Hall, First Federal Bank and Trust, and Roosters. 
Just go to the contest page at sharedmedia.com. Enter once each day through December 12th. Hi, this is Kim with ERA Carroll Realty. We're about more than real estate. We're about family, friendship, and community. Happy holidays. and welcome back to Public Pulse. This morning I am joined by Chief Travis Koltiska of the Sheridan Police Department and Captain of the Force, Tom Ringley. Now it's been uh, almost a year since the Sheridan Police Department swore in their first reserve officer and on March 15th, the second officer was sworn into service. Developed by Sheridan Police Department Lieutenant Dan Keller, The Reserve Officer Program prepares reserve officers for service through the exact same training and requirements as full-time officers. Uh, Captain, how's the program clicking along? It's going really well. Um, Megan Phillips, who was uh, used to be a full-time officer, um, had some very positive changes in her life. Um, uh, Stopped working with us for a while, although she she did maintain her would fill in for dispatch every once in a while for us, but she liked it so much. She became a reserve officer in March and then she was reminded how much she liked it and is now a full-time school resource officer at the junior high school. And we, we can't say enough about Megan. I mean, talk about having the right person on the bus. Yeah. Um, that's Megan Phillips, highly skilled and just a, a fantastic person. But since then, um, John Mahalik walked into our lives and he didn't really, cause we'd see him in, the coffee shop all the time. Um, not that we go to the coffee shop, all the time. <laughs> but he, um, a highly, highly skilled, um, man who is retired, a retired detective from the Las Vegas Metro police department, um, who moved up here for, um, because it suits him. I, I never talk about people's personal lives, yeah. um, but all super positive reasons. And he dipped his toe in the water and became a reserve officer with us. And, He's in the training process. He's what works for him is he's sort of his certification transfers. Um, the big uh, obstacle negotiation we're trying to figure out now is if someone hasn't been certified in another state or somewhere else, how they would uh, they'd still have to do the police officer basic course. Um, but aside from all that, he, he's flourishing and is I think at the tail end of his training process. And in the he is now uh, fills one of our uh, part time dispatcher spots too. Oh, wow. Um, so he's kind of jumping Yeah, we, in. we really got our hooks into him because, you know, he's one of those individuals and through our conversations and talked to him, we started, you know, Lieutenant Keller as he worked on the program when it would kind of be, and, and we started talking to, to uh, Officer Mahalik about it and he's very interested in getting back into it. And he's like, Ab, you know, actually, and as we told him what the program was about, he's absolutely interested. And he came to, started, uh, went through the process and it's the, I stress that the, for a reserve police officer position, it is the exact same testing process to become a reserve officer as to become a full-time officer. You go through the same physical fitness standards, the same interviews, the same te- written testing, the same um, background. So obviously he came with all those characteristics we're looking for, just wanted to fulfill a role in a different way. Um, but yeah, he doing a great job. And then when this the part-time dispatcher positions um we took one full-time records and created two part-time dispatchers where our need was. And he's like, well, I'd like to try He applied for that and, 
and we we hired him for that as well, and he's doing a great job there. So it's been a it's an exciting um, process. You know, the the reserve program is not designed or uh, to be a, a pathway to full time employment. It may be a byproduct, but it's not what the design of it is. And you know, so you know, if somebody um, just has that just wants to serve, but maybe they have they're invested in another career. Um, yeah, like the captain said, the, the certification process is kind of because currently to become certified, you do have to attend the Peace Officer Basic course if you do not have a current certification. So it's kind of geared, and, and I mean, those it's much easier if somebody's prior certification somewhere, but um, it's by all means not, um, an, it's not insurmountable. It just requires a little different level of commitment. And with the Sheridan being the way that we are, we see a lot of uh, individuals coming here to retire. Mm -hmm. Um, And so even coming out of like a big city type environment, uh, we might end up, uh, as we kind of have in the past already, get these officers up here who may have thought, you know, I left that behind. But there's that sense of service that I want to just touch on. It's like a bug. That bites you. You took the word straight out of what I was thinking. The exact it same. It gets you. It is. You you serve the community. You see the the good in it, and and you you just want to continue to do it. Um, you know, we see that from our armed service members, EMTs, first line responders, police, fire department. There's just something about serving the community. In addition to that, there's a huge camaraderie amongst the first responder. In general, you know, we, Absolutely. we are, we become more than just coworkers. We become a team. We become family. And oftentimes when people leave that, they also miss that side of things. And it's a hard transition. You talk to somebody with people that have spent 20 plus years in a profession in that it's really a tough one because you really, you know, you see some tough stuff and you've got to rely on each other to get through them sometimes. So, but yeah, that overarching desire to serve and that camaraderie and the, and that comes along with it. And and what that's that's a big draw, and it's tough to get it out of your it's tough to get it out of your system yeah. once you once and, you have a taste of it. And 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 just as important, you know, the, the stereotypical cop dies three years after he retires. But it's it's also but it's also along the topic of veteran suicide and veterans struggling and first or former first responders struggling is we receive what we get back in return is purpose. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. and yeah. everybody has to have a purpose, and. Um, so why why we get the the fantastic things um, from relationships? We also have that purpose in our life to where we're 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 driving and helping uh, achieve a greater good yeah. um, for for the community. And that that we we can't stress the importance of the purpose, and we try to provide that purpose. Um, and we narrow the purpose down for a lot of the guys like special duties and promotions and leadership roles and community roles. So it's just a I forgot where we were going with this, but, no, but it, it's what we get, something else we get out of it and that these volunteers, um, people who are gracious enough to volunteer their time can also get out of the, the program. Captain, you touched on something that is so big. Um, we've had Veterans Day this last weekend. Yes. Um, we had a couple stories about uh, veterans, veteran suicide and awareness and uh, some individuals who were really standing up and doing something about it. And within the conversations that I've had and the stories that I've written, um, purpose 
is such a huge part of that. And when you take the uniform off for the last time and hang it up, it's a very somber moment. Oh yeah. You know, uh, what what I do now, what do I do now? And it's probably the same for teachers and Oh yeah, everyone else as well, but especially for us because it's so focused and we're kind of working shift work and we're in a team, a very tight team. If um, someone were to ask me what do I miss about the Wyoming Army National Guard the most, it's that team. Yes. I miss my guys so badly. Uh, we were <clears throat> very, very close. <clears throat> and uh, saying goodbye to that uh, to a certain degree um, it it kind of removes a little piece of you, and yeah. so yeah, it's it's one of those situations where someone can retire, but once they get up here to Sheridan, they can begin something brand new again, yes. having that purpose, but not having the full time commitment. Yep. Um, but I do like that the training is the exact same, and the requirements are the exact same because. If I were to do something like the reserve officer program, that's the standard I would hope that I would be held up to. Because when when the rubber meets the road, you're depending on me as much as I'm depending on you. Yeah, and whoever we're arresting um, should fully expect that they get e- equal protection of their constitutional rights, which is kind of what we're here for. Absolutely. Um, and, and everything they do, it's like we're having a conversation about... The public doesn't care if we're having a bad day personally, it, and, and it's not their problem. Um, what they should expect from us is consistency of performance, regardless of whether you're having a great day. They don't need me showing up somewhere manic um, or a, a, a poorly trained officer. It's not their problem. They should expect excellence from everything we do. And I always love the way that you look at these things, Captain. Um, when, when you're arresting someone, you are working to protect their rights yes. as much as anyone as, as else on the street. This is the safest you are ever going to be in your life is when you're in my custody because there's nothing I wouldn't do to keep you safe. Exactly. And I don't think a lot of people, and maybe Hollywood's part of this, yeah. and I hate to be that guy who throws that blanket statement out there that Hollywood's, you know, given this bad perception, but there is a perception. Well, the profession and, hasn't. And, that's yeah, we haven't been kind to ourselves. Either. Yeah. yeah, we've made some serious uh, mistakes uh, as a profession, uh, individuals within it. But I will remind everybody that <clears throat> we are about ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the people that get into this profession do it for the right reasons, and they're not the ones doing that. Such a small, small percentage create big, big ripples in the water. Um, and, and we, we do not as a department, um, tolerate that. We do not believe in that. Um, we are going to be, that's why we talk about character and hiring and all that. And we're going to try to not be that 0.0001% or have a person on our department. That's a member of that 0.001% that does the bad thing. So we gotta, you know, we have to police our own and we have to be firm in our convictions when, when an officer does make a mistake that's of such a nature where there's a clear-cut violation of individuals' rights and malfeasance of duties, all those things that we hold them accountable, and, and that means they're no longer in the profession. Yeah, we just passed our 10,000th call for service, and I think we've had 18 complaints, all of which are fully investigated. Um, so that those complaints are the small ripples that we take very seriously, whether at first glance we think is 
we, we don't even judge it anymore. We don't prejudge it. We investigate all complaints, uh, whether it sounds like someone was eating on the radio or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. So I think it's 18 complaints out of 10,000 calls for service. And that's not even community contacts either. Um, yeah. So it's um, that that's a small ripple that we're trying to prevent. And it's that I love how you're working to even prevent that small ripple. Yes. And uh, I've, I've run out of time. He's the chief captain. Thank you both so much for coming in today. It's it's great seeing you guys. Yep. And we'd like to uh, tell the whole Sheridan Media family that our thoughts are with them. Thank you guys. And uh, it was good knowing this morning I would spend it with friends. So thanks, Chief. Thanks, Captain. Thanks, Floyd. Likewise, Floyd. All right. When we come back, we're going to talk to Buffalo's police chief, Sean Bissett. You're listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE, 103.9 FM. Shared. Are you ready to make this holiday season truly merry and bright? Look no further than First Federal Bank and Trust for our exclusive holiday CD special. For a limited time, enjoy a fantastic 5.38% annual percentage yield on their three-month CD special with no opening deposit required. That's right, $0 to get started. Or if you're looking to make a grand investment, we're offering a remarkable 5.48% APY for those who open with $250,000 or more. Don't wait, this holiday CD special won't last long. Visit us online at efirstfederal.bank, member FDIC. It's hunting season. Make sure you invest in sunglasses that are specifically designed to give you the best vision possible. At iCare of the Bighorns, you'll find high-quality sunglasses specifically designed for activities you love. Gift certificates are available, and they carry styles from brand names like Maui Jim, Ray-Ban, and Costa Del Mar in both prescription and non-prescription lenses. Shop their in-stock inventory at iCare of the Bighorns, 1033 Coffin Avenue in Sheridan. Wearing Sheridan Chevrolet has never seen this many new vehicles on the lot, and more are arriving daily. You'll find Silverado 1500s, 2500s, 3500s, Equinox, Traverse, the all-new redesigned tracks, Trailblazer, Malibu, Suburban. There has not been this many new vehicles on the lot for years. Even better yet, rebates are back. Wearing Sheridan Chevrolet, where the road meets the season and your next adventure awaits online. WearingSheridan.com, 107 East Dowser. Experience the wearing way of vehicle buying. Did your late aunt leave you with her home in her will and all 30 cats that have been living there for years and now you don't know what to do with the cat house? Why a renovation can take it off your hands. The house, not the cats. No matter how bad it may be or what smells may be emanating from it, why a renovation will come out, take a look, and make you an offer. Face it, you're not going to sell it any other way. Contact Wyo Renovation today. Find them on Facebook or at WyoRenovation.com. What would Christmas be without tradition, without the comfort of home, the joy of family, and smiles of children? Open your heart this year during the 26th Annual Christmas Wish Campaign. Due to temporary circumstances beyond their control, some families, friends, and neighbors will struggle to make ends meet, let alone have a Merry Christmas. It's tradition for the Christmas Wish Campaign to bring the spirit of the holidays to those individuals. In the past, we've assisted several people with everything from bills and food to clothing, Christmas trees, and toys for children. Please send your Christmas Wish nominations and donations to P.O. Box 5086 Sheridan, 
or submit them online at SheridanMedia.com as soon as possible. All wishes must be submitted in writing and must include your name and phone number. There are follow-up questions our committee will need to have answered to properly assess each wish. Wishes must be received by Friday, November 24th. Partners for this year's Christmas Wish Campaign are Atlas Chiropractic, First Federal Bank and Trust, Heartland Kubota, Advanced Auto Body, Wyoming Corporate Office, and Odell Construction. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, proudly brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. For the second part of our show this morning, we are joined by the chief of the Sheridan, or excuse me, of the Buffalo Police Department, Mr. Sean Bissett. Good morning, Chief, and thank you for calling in. Well, we we're going to throw you for a little bit of a loop. Um, the bugle called, and the chief had to uh, go out on calls. So you're you're stuck with me, Floyd. Mayor. <laughs> That's okay, Mr. Mayor. It's a da- it's a downgrade from Chief Bassett, but here I am. <laughs> Not okay. at all, sir. Not at all, uh, uh, Mr. Mayor Shane Schrader of Buffalo. Yeah. How, how how did uh, Buffalo's Monster March go this year, sir? It went wonderful. Um, you know, lots of little ghosts and goblins, and you know. Tons of candy everywhere, a dentist nightmare, but there it is. And, you know, I even got to dress up this year. Oh, you so did? Was, what did you go at? Yeah. Well, I kind of creeped our police chief out because I went as a vampire and, you know, <laughs> didn't appreciate that too much. But but that's, you know, Chief Bassett. He, he'll tell you what it is. <laughs> now, uh, with... That monster march, it was always one of my favorite events to cover when uh, me and Stephen Dow were boots on the ground over there in Buffalo. You know, you get some of the the best opportunities for some of the cutest photos you've ever taken in your life. And Steve and I would just split the street in half. We'd make it back to the to the newspaper and then we'd start going through photos. And, and Rob Hicks, the owner of the Buffalo Bulletin over there, would mm-hmm. always... Uh, kind of hold a little contest, you know, who had the cutest photo of, of the day. And, and we would sit there and debate and judge it, and, and, and we'd eventually find out. And that would be our cover photo for the paper. It was always such it, a fantastic event, and I, I miss being a part of that. Now It's, it's fun. It you know, really there was is. One, I, I had to laugh this year. There was one kid, and I never got his name, one little, one little kid, and he was dressed up like a rubber duck. And he even went and played in the mud puddles. So I thought that was like adorable. Uh, I'm sure his parents weren't impressed, but I thought it was funny. Well, so, I'll tell you what, you're only going to wear it once. He'll probably grow out of, out of it by next year. So you know what? Head on over to there to the mud puddle, buddy. Now, uh, sir, when the police and, and obviously, you know, my question's kind of set for, for Chief Bissett. Oh, but yep. You're you're very involved in the planning processes that go on there in Buffalo, and mm-hmm. how how close does the the PD work with council and and you yourself, Mr. Mayor, when it comes to planning big events like like the the Monster March or or even something really large like Longmire Days or the uh, the Johnson County Fair coming to town? You know they. They they work very well with us, and you know Floyd, you you know you've been in the in Buffalo for yeah, maybe longer than I have been. since about twenty and, uh, twenty seventeen. Yep, and so a lot of these um, functions, gatherings, um, fun things that we do, 
you know, are were kind of died in the wolf. Monster March has kind of died in the wolf. Uh, Trunk or Treat, you know, and this year we had Trunk or Treat and Monster March on the same day, which was Halloween, so candy overload for a lot of parents. And, you know, Longmire Days and, and the Fair and Rodeo, and there's been long-term people in long-term processes, and, you know, they, they have it down to a science, and you know, if there's any questions that come up, of course, Chief Bassett or Sheriff Odenbaugh or who's ever involved runs it up to the appropriate people, whether it's the council or the commissioners and the, the planners. And it's, you know, there's never not been an open line of communication between law enforcement and, and City Hall in Buffalo. I think that was always one thing that I, I really do appreciate, not just about Buffalo, but I also see it in Sheridan. And that's the uh, communication and cooperation between sheriff's offices, local PDs, highway patrol, uh, you know, one force kind of mentality that I, I really enjoy. Because I've heard from fellow journalists who cover other locations who said it's not always that way. And so that I should count my blessings uh, getting to work with these individuals. It is, and uh, you know, Floyd. You know the, the the players on the law enforcement side in Sheridan County, and you know the players on on the law enforcement side here in Johnson County and Buffalo. And they're in it for one thing and one thing only, and that's to make our communities the best that they can. And we know, and you know, as the mayor, I can I can honestly say they're obviously not in it for the money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you know, and 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 we are all working on that. But you know, God bless every single one of them and their families because they put it on the line for their communities, just like the military puts it on the line for for their country. It's it's not about the money; it's about their love for people and their love for community. So, absolutely, and we do appreciate and, uh, the first line responders, EMTs, like you as well, sir. And, you know, I think some of the um, unsung heroes in all of this are the telecommunicators or the dispatchers, depending on from which era that you come from. And, you know, I heard our sheriff say the other day, I would rather go on those calls than take those calls. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was um, just speaking with uh, the chief and uh, the captain over here. And they said, you know, being a dispatcher, you're dealing with people at their worst moment on their worst day. And so you got to have that sense of service. And for me, being you know an EMT and responding out on EMS calls, I have time to mentally prepare before I get there, and I know what I'm going to. When that phone rings and telecommunications and dispatch, they don't know. It could be somebody wanting a VIN check. It could be somebody who has a barking dog, or it could be somebody whose loved one isn't breathing on the floor, and that. They don't have time to mentally prepare, and they have to they have to pull it off. And all of them that I know pull it off very well, and they hold it together. And they are truly amazing people. That everybody that works in law enforcement and telecommunications need to take a bow because they're they're truly a, a very strong part of a community. Absolutely. And speaking of strengthening. That uh, that force recently, the Buffalo PD began to implement body cameras as standard yes. issue and wear for their officers. Mm-hmm. 
What prompted this decision, Mr. Mayor? Well, you know, uh, a changing world for one. Um, and for those of you that have had the privilege and the pleasure to meet Chief Bassett, he comes with years of experience from much bigger community than, you know, I think the population of his community that he was law enforcement in is probably rivals the population of our of our state, if not more. And it's a great tool um, for both sides of any law enforcement interaction, and it's going to be critical, you know, for prosecution and and just training. How how do you do it better the next time? And I know that you know our police chief and our sheriff are always they're always that's the forefront of other thought processes. How do we take each individual call and make it better the next time for everybody involved? So it's a good training tool, plus it's it's a good legal tool. Now, when it came to making this decision, uh, the city council and and yourself, was there any discussion at all uh, or or any debate at all? Because, uh, it, you know, I know uh, many of the individuals sitting on the council over there, and, and it just seems like, oh, yeah, this is something that the city would want to invest in. Kind of a, a no-brainer, but I don't want to throw that uh, out there too quickly. Maybe somebody had an argument. What were those discussions like? Um, you know, the only concerns were, you know, obviously there's the big B word that's involved in everything, uh, you know, budget. And, you know, you look at budgets and you look at the money that it's going to save overall, you know, down the road, you know, any call can go any direction that those folks take. And, you know, um, I've said it before, you know, one of my philosophies is put the right people in the right place. And if your department heads come and ask for it, you need to take a really strong look at, at what they're telling you because they need it, they're requesting it, and you need to make it happen. There wasn't any any concerns of having body cams for our officers. You know, I'm not a techie person. Um, we do have some techie people on the council that understood what they were trying to say and storage and, you know, data storage. I was, I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I, t- I push the button. My computer doesn't turn on. I call IT. That's, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's what I do. So, and what was the approximate no, cost for this system to be implemented? Um, you know, I don't have that figure right off the top of my head, but I know that there was federal grants that went into it. So um, I think it was a 50-50 match, if I'm correct. You know, the, this PD had it already in their budget. And so we put a few more dollars in in last year's budget, and we got it. But I want to say it wasn't that expensive to get it up and going. And is the system in, in the big scheme of things? It wasn't that expensive. Is is the system one of those where the officers will have the body cam on themselves, and it'll record the moment they step out of their car? Or do you know the details on that one, sir? It's it's the axon uh, system, which is what a lot of the major agencies use, and I and I I don't know exactly if they turn it on or if it comes on with, you know, activation of lights or how it exactly comes on. I do know that they put it on, 
when they start their shift and it gets docked and downloaded at the end of their shift. Now, Mr. Mayor, uh, as I said, I've kind of organized my questions for the chief, but I've got you here and I know that you still, uh, you still would like to let people know with the winter season just around the corner, is there anything that you would like the public to know or keep in mind or consider when it comes to driving around within the city? Drive safe. Um, you know, we kind of, and we've been blessed with a, with a wonderful fall and, you know, going into winter season. So just drive safe. If it's icy, if it's snowy, no cruise control, watch your corners, give yourself extra time at intersections. And, you know, you know, the citizens of Buffalo, I strongly encourage you to, you know, to study up on the snow removal policies and ordinances. And you can put your sidewalk snow on the street, but you can't put your driveway snow on the street type stuff. And it'll make the inspector's job easier. It'll make public works job easier. And, it makes everybody's life a little bit easier during snowy days. And that was an ordinance that was enacted not very long ago, uh, the snow removal. Mm-hmm. So before, to, before my time in office, so more than five years ago. But. To be straight, we can put mm-hmm. snow from our sidewalks into the street, but we cannot put snow from the driveway into the street. Correct. Okay. All right. And there's some other policies out there as well, folks. Make sure that you're checking on those. Uh, The Buffalo City website has got those up for you. Most city municipalities do. Uh, Mm -hmm. Mr. Mayor, I want to thank you so much for stepping in this morning. Uh, Tell Chief Hi we missed him, but uh, I do understand he had duty to get to. And so uh, we appreciate that he's out there on the street. And thank you, sir. And Floyd, just one more thing. Uh, condolences to the work family and to Trevor's family from the entire city of Buffalo. Thoughts and prayers go out to you folks from, from down south. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Mm-hmm. It's been a pleasure. Now, before we sign off today, I would like to address that uh, Sheridan Media is a bit of a, a, a lesser place today, a darker place today. He's... Uh, Last night, we lost a good friend and a valued team member. Trevor Jackson was more than just a co-worker to me. He was a mentor. And he was a partner to make this show as good as it is. He taught me so much in the time that we worked together. He loved his sports. He loved those kids out there on the field and on the courts and in those sports programs. And he loved his friends and his coaches and he loved his family. We had some of the best stories. And uh, I would often speak with him for far too long after the show concluded. And he loved veterans He's a good man, and he will be missed. He was like a big brother. We love you, big guy. And we always will. 
You've been listening to Public Pulse at night there to KROE. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 in cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, the Story Volunteer Fire Department will be receiving these funds per random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust, Sheridan Media present Community Commitment. Member FDIC. Branded with quality, Shipton's Big Art. It's all right here, everything you need, Shipton's Big Art. It's time to get clipping. The Shipton's Big R November Coupon Book is here with more than 140 money-saving coupons. The coupon is required in order to receive each discount. Take $100 off a Vortex Rangefinder Bino Combo. Save $5 on Classic Union Suits. With the coupon, you'll save $10 on Line Pigskin Gloves, $5 off a Milk House Heater, $5 off a DeWalt Air Hose. Present the coupon for $200 off a Kodiak Gun Safe that holds 57 guns, plus coupons to save on firearms to put inside. Take one $1 off Bear Mountain cooking pellets, $4 off a heated pet bowl, $2 off 50-pound bags of Triple Crown horse feed, and save $500 on a mini Jeep. These coupons are in your mailbox, online at ShiftonsBigR.com, and available right now at Shipton's Big R on Sugarland Drive in Sheridan. I'm here today with Candace Crane from Sheridan Honda and Power Sports. Tommy, hi. Do you know what's even better than turkey and pumpkin pie? A huge pancake breakfast the day after Thanksgiving. Where can I find that? At our Black Friday event. For just $5, you can eat all the pancakes you want from 7 to 9 a.m. and all the proceeds go to the Lions Club of Sheridan County. Breakfast with a cause. You can kick off your shopping by participating in our live auction. We'll be selling a VW Beetle, an electric dirt bike, and a few other surprises. Bids start at $500 with no reserve. Don't miss Black Friday at Sheridan Honda and Power Sports. Ready for a new career? McDonald's restaurants in Sheridan have an excellent opportunity for you. McDonald's is on the lookout for full-time shift managers to lead the team to success. Starting at an impressive $21 per hour, this open-to-close position, including weekends, offers stability and opportunities for advancement. This shift manager position has a starting pay of $21 per hour. Visit mchire.com to submit your application online or stop by any Sheridan McDonald's location to pick up an application. McDonald's is an equal opportunity employer.